The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. It is Tuesday of Conference Championship Week. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my companion, my BFF, my compadre, my fellow winner, big, big winner. We return to being not just the biggest, baddest, best betting podcast in the world, but the biggest, baddest, best betters in the world. Simon Hunter, professional better. Wise man once said to me, Chad, if you win, they will come. And buddy, have we been winning? We've been winning and it's great. And we're going to we're going to get to all that. We're going to get to, obviously, our thoughts on Bengals and the Chiefs. The Cincinnati Bengals came roaring back. And the Niners and the Rams, the side and the total. We have so much to discuss. The weekend was amazing. The football was amazing. We were wrong on the Titans. We were spot on about the Niners. We were spot on about the Rams. And we were on about the Chiefs in what seems like the only two people in the world who do this from a betting point of view, who liked the Chiefs. And we're going to talk about that. But first, obviously, the Chiefs were playing the Bills. Matt Mitchell has discussed his love of Billsdom often. He last week rotated through every piece of Bills clothing in his wardrobe, wore it every day, worn it every day through the playoffs. He's been buying ice cream for his neighbors when the Bills win to entice them into becoming Bills fans. I was heartbroken about that game for him. I would have rather have lost our bet and won the game than have won the bet at some point because it was just so enthralling. But let me tell you what a pro Matt Mitchell is because I slacked you and him and I said, I'm heartbroken for you. Totally good if you want to take the week off. Matt Mitchell was bright and early in a meeting the next day as if, you know, life just goes on. And when we, when we, all got on the Zoom for the podcast. You and I were already on, Simon, talking, and then Matt jumped in, and your response to him was, hey, Matt, as if, like, he was in mourning, 
So Matt Mitchell, I'll stop. Give us some feedback. Hey, Chad, Simon. Wasn't a great game. Wouldn't say I had a blast. But as you know, I live in the buckle of the Dairy Belt, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And last year, the Packers and the Bills lost in conference title games within like four hours of each other. And my block was, it was bleak. And I remember telling my neighbors, at least it'll never be like this. It can never be this sad again. And then a year later, the Packers lose on a blocked punt in prime time. And the next day in prime time, the Bills lose a gut-wrenching, awful game in which I tricked all of my neighbors into getting emotionally invested into so they could get the metaphorical two scoops of punishment. My neighbor, Andrew, his wife, Emily, was the most excited about ice cream and actually texted me, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for ice cream with 13 seconds to go before being screamed at by everyone in a group text. Then after the game, ran across the street with the world's largest slice of apple pie, knocked on my door and ran away. So I just ate the pie in silence in my dark kitchen. And it did work. It did make me feel noticeably less angry because, yeah, when you lose a game like that, you, you know it's bad when you get texts like, you have a beautiful family. <laughs> <laughs> when you get... When you get texts like you're a make-a-wish child, hey, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You've got all sorts of stuff going for you. Stuff like that. You know, it's, you know it's pretty bad. I do remember after the game looking back, and I'll never, ever in my, in my life, if I live to be a 1,000 years old, will I willingly watch highlights from that game ever again. I do remember for the first time, I think I can, I can recall, a drunk guy running onto the field made it onto the broadcast because at the two-minute warning, he like made it to the line of scrimmage. And looking back, it feels like he might have just been a time traveler coming to warn Sean McDermott that when you score this touchdown, you got to squib kick it so that you can take another five seconds off the clock. But either way, he fell short, just like Buffalo. Uh, my heart is broken, but, you know, you just keep moving on. You keep one foot in front of the other. You keep delivering best-in-class podcasts to the masses. You are a fucking pro, and you're an adult, and I love you for it. And I love you for your attitude. I'm here for support 100%, as is Simon. There's a lot to unpack in what you just said. I love the community you're living in, that everyone is all for one, one for all. I love that even in the buckle of the dairy belt, where it's two degrees outside, people are still cheering to have ice cream. And also that someone ran across the street. I bet they weren't even wearing a coat when it was two degrees outside and delivered you apple pie. That's amazing. It was snowing too. So by the time I got to the pie, there was a little bit of snow on it. Yeah, it was a real metaphor for what was going on. So yeah, it's a, a nice community we built here. As someone from Western New York, it, it was heartening to just see everyone in town, especially on my block, shuffling around extra miserable on a Monday because all sports hope had been lost. It's a very familiar feeling to me, very comforting like a warm blanket here in this cold basement. I would speak as someone that has spoken a total of three words to their neighbors. Cause I'm pretty sure they all think I'm like a hitman or a drug dealer or something like that. Cause I'm some young kid living in a really nice neighborhood. I'm jealous. seems like Matt has some good friends that live around him. I would love to have someone drop me off pie in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm definitely a, one of those people of my generation where it's like, I have four friends and that's, that's all I can fit, you know, but my neighbors are nice. I do the wave. Like we wave. I just don't like, they look at me like, 
what what's this dude up to? Very shit. Like I'll be gone for weeks at a time. It's just they don't trust me. Yeah, well, I can understand why they don't. I mean, again, we'll dive into the games, Chad, but Matt Matt's just handling it really well. I'm I'm proud of our guy. Fucking pro. Just love the guy. Uh, <laughs> you know who did trust you this weekend? Me, because I was not on that Niner side. You convinced me to do it. By definition, you convinced me. You convinced me on our show, convinced me on at Action Network HQ on Sundays. We uh, will do the show this Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. I didn't really have a take on that game. You're like, you got to do San Francisco. I did it. I felt great about it. We all felt great about it. But that Chiefs game, look, you and I, we loved the Chiefs from the second the line was posted because of Mahomes. And that was it. Like at the end of the day, it didn't need to be any more complicated than that. Mahomes yeah. at home, best quarterback of his generation, needed 10 seconds to go 45 yards. Yeah. That was it. I mean, game. like we joked about, keep it simple, stupid. That's like sometimes it really is that way. Me never fading Mahomes unless it's against Brady has been has really served me well in these playoffs and just his career. This is what four straight AFC championship games for Patrick. So it's it's pretty historical. And there's gonna be of course be bitter Bills fans where it's like, yeah, they got lucky. And we'll talk about every game this past weekend. You need luck to win these games. We talked about it. that's why I didn't really like the Bucks to make a run to another Super Bowl. It's like go back through what they did last year. All the little bounces went their way. And again, we'll talk about that Bucks game. The bounces almost went their way again. But this Bills game was just it's the dream. It really is, Chad. It's like we have a sport where we lose a Peyton Manning, we lose a Drew Brees, in comes a Josh Allen, in comes a Mahomes, and now we have this matchup for, you know, the next 10, 15 years. Like, you saw them embrace after the game, and it's like these two dudes love each other, respect each other, and it's like that's the highest level. That's going to be the highest level of QB competition we'll see this whole playoffs. Like, there's nothing – there's no other matchup I could see really comparing to that one, and – you could see I was getting pissed off. I couldn't stand people keep telling me about the Bills' number one DVOA defense. It was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, they're playing against a once-in-a-generational talent in Mahomes. It's like, yeah, their defense, they might be able to get stops here and there, but it's like, when Mahomes wants it, when Andy Reid's cooking up those plays, Tyreek Hill's running down that field, Kelsey's running down the field, it's, it's just an offense that just can't be stopped. And that was a classic matchup. Where whoever had the ball last was going to win. We talked about that going in. Our biggest reason for liking Mahomes is it was under a field goal. Like that game, what they missed a they missed a field goal. They missed that extra point with the Chiefs. It's like that game. That number was so smart. Yeah, it sucks. People got burned by the. It landed on six because of the overtime. But that that to me was just such a perfect example. Here's just two great offenses. I you know me, Chad. I love betting unders. I told you I'm just going to bet the over. Like. I just can't – in that matchup, I just could not see where it was going to go to an under. Like, we knew that fourth quarter was going to be be mental. Yeah, we did not see that coming. That was – Josh Allen did everything you could do right in that game. That's what I feel so bad about Bills fans where it's like he had two touchdowns on fourth down. Like, every time they needed him to step up and make a play, he kept doing it. And, yeah, people can bitch and moan about their coach kicking those punts and him not squib kicking it and doing whatever at the end of the game. It's like – Easy to say, standing back. That that coach, that team, they they almost played a perfect game. They just went up against something we've never seen before. It's like Mahomes, Tom Brady ain't doing that. Tom Brady, we've never seen Tom Brady drive a field in 10 seconds. It's like that one player, that one offense, the one playmaking weapons he's had. I mean, you're with me, Chad. That was, I mean, other than Super Bowls, that's the greatest game we'll probably ever see. Unbelievable. Uh, you say 
that uh, you didn't see the last two minutes unfolding that way. I'm going to go a little dad proud here for a second. Three, because three things, and it all, it all ties together. One, watching that game with my kid, Owen, he's 15. And uh, the Bills have the ball. And he goes, here's what's going to happen. The Bills are going to score. The Chiefs will get the ball back. They'll score. The Bills are going to score. And then the Chiefs are going to score. He just, he, I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. That's never going to happen. <laughs> and then that's exactly what happened. He is texting me right now from one floor below me to tell me that uh, there are reports that uh, Sean Payton is retiring as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I mean, we talked last week about that. We, we, we think he's going to go somewhere else. Obviously, he's not retiring from football. Like Chad just said, he's retiring from the Saints. So, again, I thought it was suspicious. All these teams have been doing the flying holding pattern, not hiring any of these coaches. Like, this is late for no one to be hired as a head coach. I think we just got to answer why people want to get in on Sean Payton, arguably a top four, top five coach in the NFL right now. Sean Payton, Chicago kid, played for the Chicago Bears as a wow. um, as a strike quarterback, as a replacement player quarterback during the strike in the 1980s. The Bears, this is the third thing about my kid that I will say that is relevant, just hired Ryan Poles from the Kansas City Chiefs player personnel director as their new GM. The reason I know that is because the second it happened, my kid ran upstairs and I was in a Zoom meeting with our uh, overlords from Denmark and some of our colleagues from London. And I was presenting something. He doesn't give a fuck. He came in, started talking, reading me the news report about Ryan Poles being hired. And I couldn't find the mute button because I was sharing my screen I just let him keep going. Also, I kind of want to know what he had to say because he only comes up here when something important is happening with the Bulls or the Bears. So I found that out. And when it was over, I just had to be, the news never stops at the Action Network, people. Nothing can keep the news from being broken. That's how into sports we are. And that's how we went through the rest of the meeting. So now we know that Sean Payton's available. We know the Bears have a new GM. Things are looking up for my guys in Chicago. Yeah. For all the losing teams, losing franchises, this is as exciting as it gets for us, the offseason. We got some big games, man. No, let's – um, let's. I mean, that – again, this past week, we I talked about we missed on the Titans. People want us to break that down. Yeah. I don't fucking hate the Bengals. Chad doesn't hate the Bengals. We just thought that was a good spot for the Chiefs. They got nine sacks. Like, that was historical what we saw. I, I believe it was Donovan McNabb. He got sacked eight times and he won a game in 2000-2001 playoff game, which was the last time it had happened. Joe Burrow sacked nine times. Didn't have his best game, but this is why people keep talking about Joe Cool. The biggest moment, they got the ball back 20 seconds left. They ran their best play to chase, which was a really nice pattern across the field that broke them right to the sideline. I mean, it's I, – I, I'm so happy for Bengals fans. Like, again, we're going to make our picks like coming up, but a Bengals – 49ers like whatever the matchup will be if the Bengals could somehow beat the Chiefs team it's like it might be one of my favorite stories of the last 15 20 years it's insane this this franchise that was whatever they'll say they were 150 to 1 to, to make the Super Bowl crazy crazy so that game that was just fun like I, I had the under sweating the Titans like kept getting sucked back in where it's like holy shit the Titans are back like Tannehill just doesn't can't turn the ball over we'll get this they run some stupid ass play on that third and one, some dumb ass play again on fourth and one, where it's like 
we're, we're not going to get this cover, are we? And we didn't. We lost. Tannehill couldn't stop turning it over. I, I hate that I got sucked in that, like, the books knew what they do. They sucked in people like me where it's like, great running team, a one seed. They had beaten – they were 4-0 against the teams that were remaining in the playoffs at that point. Like, they had beaten all those teams in the regular season. And Tannehill turned back into a pumpkin. Like, he fucked us. And that sucks, but – that's why we play the numbers, Chad. Like, I, I can't predict him having all those turnovers, but, um, man, since he, they might be get lucky here, but they've earned it. They've had two big wins against Derek Carr and Tannehill. Well, look, there was a moment in that game where it looked like we were going to walk away with an undeserved cover. It was, you know, fourth and one on the Bengals' 20-something yard line. And if the Titans get that, they're going to go score a touchdown. And I, think it, I, I don't think the Bengals would have recovered because they were being dominated at that point. Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City Chiefs. Look, the Chiefs look ahead line was six and a half. We were telling people bet the Chiefs at six and a half. Like it'll it'll open back up at seven if the Chiefs win. So it does. The Chiefs are seven point favorites right now. The total in this game, 54 and a half. This is the early game on Sunday. What do we think here? Obviously, my instincts right away when it was seven and a half with the Bengals is like take that Bengals number. It's a good number. I it did get run up to the numbers. Half, I make it. Way, I should say it's to open it. It was at six and a half. Look ahead. Got to seven when it opened again, got to seven and a half. Now it's been bet back down to seven. Yeah. I make this line six and a half. So technically I'm supposed to favor the Bengals here, but I just, I can't do it. Can't go against Mahomes. The Bengals have beaten Derek Carr at home. Then they just went and beat Ryan Tannehill after getting sacked nine times. Now they're going to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead in a matchup where they had to hold the Chiefs to three points in the second half at home to cover and beat them by three points. I love it. I like love this whole Cincy story. And like, that's why I don't want to be the guy to be like, you take the chalk or you take the Chiefs. But like the public, they're all over this one. I know a bunch of professionals I talked to, they got in on that Cincy number at seven and a half. That's a good number. To me, those seven, that kind of, even though, again, I make this number six and a half, I think that favorite towards this, this Chiefs team, like, that feels like the right number for this matchup. I, again, I want to take the Bengals so bad. I love this story. It's it's insane to me. Like, I, I really cannot believe where they're at. Just everything that had to bounce their way from the win the North. Now they had two playoff matchups, which, again, we can shit on them that it's easy matchups. Those are hard games to win. Like, those are big-time playoff games against veteran quarterbacks. They've won. And, like, Zach Taylor, he's coached well. And, like, I love shitting on that guy because I don't think he's a good coach, but he's done enough. Like, he's gotten the team in this position. It's obviously worked. I, I can't not go with the Chiefs. Like, I just can't do it. So maybe it'll change come Thursday. But as we sit here right now, like, it's not my favorite bet. Like, I, I just – I like the Chiefs. I think it's a fair number. It's a good price. I would take it. But you can hope out. And, like, maybe the professionals will come in and keep batting down this Bengals number. But to me, I can only see it going up. So I'm, I'm cool with taking the Chiefs now at this seven. And um, if I need to buy out or if I want to come back on the Bengals and bet more, I'll definitely keep you updated, but this this to me is just a fair price for this Chiefs number. Pros Joe's game right now, 66% of the bets on the Chiefs, 81% of the money on the Bengals. But but I do think, I do think that that is really because of the seven and a half. You know, at seven, I think things are going to even out a little bit. I don't see bookmakers coming off of the seven. It's too key of a number. I think they know that if they go back to seven and a half, the wise guys are going to pummel it. I think if they know if, if money does come in on, on the Bengals at seven, 
and they go to six and a half, people are going to kill the six and a half. Like they, they sort of got it to seven and a half. To, they put it at seven and a half to see what they could tolerate. Now they know it's at seven. It's going to stay there. So it really is going to come down to, do you like Patrick Mahomes? Do you like Joe Burrow? That's really it. It's just a fair number as we sit here. But if they get blown out 31 to 10, the Bengals, we won't hold anything against them. Like it's, they went from having the number one pick two years ago and taking Joe Burrow to the AFC championship game. Like every franchise, that's your dream. Like your dream is to get the quarterback and then he makes a run in the playoffs. So yeah, keep it simple, stupid here. Take the Chiefs, but I got to talk to the professionals. Like I just know that a bunch of guys I respect already got in on the Bengals. I want to know if it's just because the number was seven and a half and you thought that was good value, or do you really think this Bengals team can do this and pull the upset? Like, again, I'm still like halfway, halfway catching up to this week just because like, yeah, I just talked about that was such a crazy weekend. I obviously won big. So I was celebrating. So it's like, I'm, I'm kind of getting my bearings here this morning and trying to get everything in, get more info. But I've talked to a handful of groups and again, We'll talk about the next game too, but they love the dogs this week and it's key numbers. We're talking seven and a half for the Bengals. We're talking three and a half for the 49ers. And if you do like the chiefs, I would take the seven. I just can't, I can see this bumping back up to seven and a half, but Chad just talked about so much pro money came in on that seven and a half. It's going to take a lot for the books and move it back into that. Like the, the public will really have to come in heavy on the chiefs, which that's, that's the only way this is going to move. Like I, I like, like Chad, you just said, I can't see this touching six. That's such a six and a half, seven, seven and a half, six. These are all key numbers. I really can't see them open themselves up to a one and a half middle where they move it down to six. Now, if this game lands on seven, pros could hit the six on the Chiefs and hit the seven and a half on the Bengals. They don't want that position. So I, I don't see much movement going on with this number dropping down. The total is also interesting. It's at 54 and a half. So it's, it's, you know, in key number range, 55 being a key number, it plays the way you think about it to the over, right? Because explosive offenses, not great defenses as, as well as the chiefs have played. They're still not a sort of high caliber defense. The Bengals rush defense can be good, not as good in the past defense. So it plays to the over, but it almost feels too square to be playing the over. Yeah, but like we talked we talk about, Chad, I throw that square stuff out when it gets to the playoffs. Like that, the over last week, I think it was nine to one, the money on the over with the Bills Chief game. We took it because it's like, yeah, I love fading the public, but when it comes in the playoffs, we just see it time and time again. This weird, wacky stuff is going to happen. So, like Chad just talked about, my instincts are go under, like take the dog, take the under. Matthews getting the honey badger got knocked out. I believe it was the first series against yeah. the bills. That was a big deal. We saw yeah. multiple blown coverages, especially by that backup safety that came into that game for that chief's team. That's a big deal for this uh, chief's defense. Like they need him back, man. You're right, Chad. Like I, 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 I haven't obviously bet on this total yet. I, I want to take the under, but I, I just can't do it. With these two quarterbacks. We just talked about Joe. Joe just never gives up. My only fear is, I saw Zach Taylor kind of play a little bit like a coward last week, kicking those field goals. I saw the same thing with Andy Reid. Andy Reid had a fourth and one with the best quarterback in football, which if he would have scored a touchdown on that possession, they would have been up two scores on the Bills. He kicked a meaningless, a pointless field goal. Like, again, fourth and one inside the red zone after a big return by Tyreek Hill. I thought there was no chance after that punt return they were going to kick a field goal there, and he did. So 
again, I'll have to take more time to look into this, but yeah, I lean towards the over just because of both these quarterbacks, but these, these, these coaches play towards the under, like they, they play more the old school style of just taking the points and you're down there, trust your defense. So um, I'm again, I'm leaning towards the under, but there's no official uh, leaning towards the over, but no official play yet. We will uh, lock things in on Thursday as we do every single week. Tuesday is our first reaction uh, thinking about where the biggest opportunities are Thursday. We begin to think about locking things in based on market news, based on trends we've seen, based on calls we've made, et cetera, et cetera. Last Thursday show, Chad, we went six and two on side and totals. So pretty, pretty good. All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Niners. San Francisco 49ers at Los Angeles Rams. We talked about this on convince me too. convince me. We've been, like rocket fuel fire. We said, if this game is at three, you want to bet the three. And this game opened at three and a half. I'm talking about the Rams and the 49ers. It opened at three and a half immediately Sunday night. What's amazing to me is that there's still three and a halfs out there, like three and a half minus 115. I jumped on it so quickly on Sunday night because I was worried like it would last for about 30 seconds. I don't know why it's still at three and a half. It makes no sense to me. Pro, pros are split. I told you coming into the playoffs, really smart professional groups, they bet big money on the Rams in the preseason to make it to a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl. That was something they were really harping on. I never got behind it. I just couldn't believe it was Stafford. And yeah, I bet Stafford against Arizona and I took him against the Bucks in that last matchup, but it was purely matchup based. Like again, that's my favorite thing is like, I try to take the human element out of it. We just run the numbers. We let the pieces fall where they may. And my big thing about the Rams was I felt like too much was being made about the injuries to their offensive line that, you know, they'd be down arguably one of the best left tackles in all football in Whitworth. And I talked about, it. I just didn't see no bloom being that terrible, that much of a step down. How many times did you hear his name in that game? Chad? You only heard his name when people were saying how great he was playing. And that's that's the dream there. It's like, okay, you're getting a little bit of a value bump here because the public is perceiving that as a huge injury loss where we saw it was on the other side with the Buccaneers. They lost Tristan Wirfs. That was huge. We saw they kept they kept moving Aaron Donald on that edge. They kept moving Von Miller over there. They just really abused that side against that Bucks team. And they had to get four fumbles by Cam Akers or whoever. I mean, Cooper Cup had one. They just had to get all those turnovers, get back in the game of the Bucks, where this Rams team that was a, just a perfect matchup for that Rams offense. We, we talked about we needed – for them to win, we knew they are going to have to air it out. Stafford couldn't miss. And now we're coming back with the 49ers team. What have they done? They've been so impressive with their pass rush that quarterbacks just can't get comfortable against them. That's like – I know Chris talked about it, Rayvon, on our show. Like, that's why he loved the 49ers with their front four. And I'm with him. I love that front four. We saw Fred Warner be that difference in that game. Like, again, their front four was incredible. Every play with that Green Bay team – he was there in that middle of the field, really shutting it down. With Stafford, he loves these quick little throws to set up these long throws of Cooper Cup or Odell. That's really where their zone defense kind of shuts you down. The, the 49ers just play a zone where it's like, no, no long shots, no going down the field. you got to take it real slow, one at a time, go downfield methodically. And we've seen it twice this year. Stafford just couldn't adjust to it. Like, people keep talking about, well, what are they going to do if the Rams get up big on them, get up big on the 49ers team? Me and Chad lost a lot of money in week, what was it, 17 against the Rams 49ers where 
They were up 17 to three at halftime. We blinked. It was 17, 17, 24, 24. And then all of a sudden the Jimmy G's driving down the field to win the game for this 49ers team. So I, I know the data doesn't support uh, four straight road wins for a team. Again, the 49ers won against the Rams on the road. Then they just won their last playoff game on the road. The game before that was on the road. Like them to win four straight road games, I believe it's never happened before. I'll have to check Bet Labs, but off the top of my head, I can't think of a team winning four straight road games in my lifetime because it's very unique where they played road games end of the season and the playoffs. They've just been on the road. So um, as we sit here right now, Chad, I'm I'm right there with you, buddy. Like all these professionals, me. We're all over the 49ers. We're on the three and a half. We have our 20 to one future, which sorry again about the Titans eight to one. That didn't work, but we still have a 20 to one on the 49ers. And at this point, again, we'll talk about that next show about hedging that. That's that's just a great ticket to have in your back pocket because you can take the three and a half now, which is a key number. And you don't have to take the money line of the Ram, of the, the 49ers if you don't want to. You can just let that future ride. You have a 20 to one money line right now on the 49ers. So um I'm with you. I'm scared about it, um, that it's just sat there the three and a half. Cause I'm like, you, I thought it'd be three by now, but I bet it. That's my biggest bet right now of the weekend. Um, I, I bet it three and a half, like Chad, I woke up expecting it Monday morning to be down to three. It wasn't bet it again, woke up again this morning, still three and a half bet it again. So, um, we'll see about the injury news. Again, I'm not going to put a ton yet. Cause I, I got to wait on the injury report, but Kittle looked good. Like Kittle apparently is all good with the ankle. I know Jimmy didn't do much in that game, which we didn't really talk about much. Um, I know how bad you want to shit on Aaron Rodgers, but man, that's what I love about the 49ers. It's like their offense could do nothing for four quarters and they just went to Lambeau and won. Like if that's not a team of destiny, I don't, I don't know what is. It's not destiny. It's what we say every week about Kyle Shanahan. He's just a really good coach. I don't think anybody coaching football gets more excited or has more fun scheming for specific talents on his team. And it doesn't matter if that talent is Debo Samuel, who you can argue is the best all around football player in the game today, or if it's a third string quarterback, he enjoys this so much. It is so clear. He doesn't ever think of players being out or having diminished skill sets as being something that is put upon him or is a challenge. He's like, I'm going to have fun figuring out what this is. This is a fun puzzle to do. And it's so it's surprising to me that in a game like this, where the games have been so close all year and the Niners have won. So obviously people are going to say it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. And the stats bear that out half point in a game that I think should be three points is all the world here. Go ahead and correct me. Uh, from our friends at bet labs teams that are two and O against teams they faced already in the regular season. They are 14 and uh, they've won 14 out of 21 games against said team in the playoffs. So that hits at a 66% clip. Again, the team that is 2-0 against that team in the regular season wins in the playoffs. So that's actually one of the few stats that favors the 49ers trend-wise, which is like some teams just have teams numbers. That's a really, really nice sample. Again, out of 21 matchups, 14 wins, seven losses, that's – that's money. That's money maker right there. So I like uh, that. Simon Hunter. <laughs> I love that. You're correcting me about that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, again, like that's what I love about the action team. Like I have no idea how to use bet labs. I can just DM Travis and he'll just be like, do this, do that, do that, hit that tab and open it up. And it's like, 
trends and you love trends, again, I'm not the biggest trend better. They're just fun to look at because it gives you comfort and makes you, if you already believe in one side, it's like, see, see this trend, this makes it sound better. But I, I found that one very interesting where we all know six straight wins Shanahan's had against McVay. We've all seen that stat. I wanted to fade it again at the end of the regular season. I was like, the Rams are a better team. They know that if they beat the 49ers here, they knocked them out of the playoffs up 17 to three at halftime. And they blew that game, the Rams. And I am a big believer in you pay for your mistakes in life. Like you can get forgiveness. You can go on with life. But I talked about that Bills game. They're paying for their demons of what they did in the regular season. They should have been at home against the Chiefs. They win that game every time. But they lost to the Jaguars. They dropped all those bullshit games. They had to go on the road to play the Chiefs. And that factored in. Like that was, to me, a big deal. If they were at home in the freezing cold where Josh Allen just dominated that New England team, like I just see that as a big advantage to a big, strong quarterback where it just didn't like them going to Arrowhead, that was their Achilles heel. Like that really messed them up. And I'm looking at this Rams team. They should have knocked this. They should have knocked out the 49ers. And now the 49ers are going on this crazy run. Their defense is humming. It's just like, again, we'll, we'll talk about the total. Like I'm going to go towards the under. This is just a really, really, to me, a two teams that just really scheme well against each other. And I love the matchups for this 49ers team on offense and defense. Like you talked about Debo. There's just nothing like it. And that's another guy where I need to know his health because I know his knee got hit on that final play, that third and seven run. He took a, a really nasty shot and then he was apparently hurt, but celebrating after the game. Um, that's such a big deal. So I, I've seen a couple books online post the, the betting percentages right now. I've seen a, a few books more slanted towards the Rams. I know the pros are going to come on the three and a half. I just know that's going to be a pro number. So if, if you do want to grab the three and a half, I'd grab that now before it does get the three. Simon says. I, I'd make that Simon says. Yeah. That's Simon says. When Simon says do it. When Simon says do it. We do what Simon says. So Simon says, get the three and a half. Let's talk about the total. It's at 46 and a half. It does feel like an under to me. The, the, like, these teams know each other so well, unless there is this, unless there is sort of those variance moments, like we saw with the chiefs and the bills, or like we saw with the Rams and the Niners at the end of the season, where those last three minutes are back and forth, back and forth. This is a snot knocker game. And like, let's not discount the Rams defense, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, they're playing lights out. This is going to be a game that is predicated on great defense. Yeah, people always bitch about us talking about key numbers. And that Bucks game was it was one of my favorite things about that game was such a key number game where like game landed on three. The total was 47, 47 and a half, 48 and a half, 48. Depends when you got it. It was 27 to 20. The they had the ball, the Rams, K-makers fumbled it. Obviously, that screwed up that total, but it was like we nailed that number. We nailed the under. Like that was no one has a system that can predict these kind of things that happen like that can make or fumble. So that's always a sweat buddy. When we bet these unders, it's like one or two little fluky pays like that. You're screwed. Like if those kind of things happen, that that's usually going to do you in. So first, like when you first look at this number, that screams take the over. Like they've, it's down to 46 and a half. Again, 47 is a very key number. The book knows what they're doing. I can see a lot of over money coming in on this number. So I'll wait. I'll, I'll see if I can get it back above the 47, but that's this is a good under. Like we have two teams, like Chad just talked about. They know each other. 
Stafford's gonna have like Stafford's gonna have like again, he played incredible against that Bucks. He's gonna have to have a Stafford game eventually, right? Like he's been unbelievable. And I've we've seen quarterbacks go on these runs, but man, he's he been incredible. Like that throw to Cooper Cup at the end of that game, that's legendary. Like that is a legendary throw. That man stepped up. There was only one play to make, and he made it on a blitz. It was incredible. So I just look at this game not going as easy as it did with the the Bucks and the Rams. Like that was just incredible matchup where McVay has had the Bucks. We saw it early in the year. They put up what thirty one against the Bucks at home. It's just been different. The Forty Nine ers, D'Amico Ryan's has just schemed really well for this defense. So um, I feel like we're going to be on an island taking this under because the public's just going to really pound this over. Um, maybe we'll make it our foxhole bet uh, come Thursday, but. I, I love this under, but I just want to make sure it gets back above 47. That's such, again, such a key number, 27 to 20, just it, it lands a lot more often than you believe. So if, if we can able, if we can wait, like most people should just be waiting now. Um, three and a half, take that for the 49ers. We talked about the seven for the Chiefs. That's You can kind of wait and see where that goes. But with this one, I'd wait. That's a key number, 45 and a half, 46, not as a key number as you think it is. It's not until it gets down to 44, 43 and a half where – we start talking key numbers again. So to me, you're kind of in no man's land with this total. If you like the under like I do, just wait. The NFL Conference Championships are here to celebrate. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds for either conference championship. Bet $5 to win 150 on any team to win either conference championship game on Sunday. I'm going with the fully loaded Kansas City Chiefs over the Cincinnati Bengals, who are simply no match for this Chiefs offense. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook and make a deposit to claim your 30 to 1 enhanced odds. There's no better place to bet the NFL playoffs than on America's number one sportsbook with a safe, secure, and easy to use app. And when I win, FanDuel pays me my winnings in as little as two hours. Already have FanDuel Sportsbook? FanDuel is hooking up all customers with $50 when you refer a friend plus your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet when you use promo code favorites when signing up. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, use promo code favorites, and pick your conference championship team before kickoff. Must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus, $150. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. We're going to wait on the Chiefs minus seven. We'll review how the market is moving. We're going to probably take the over 
I forgot you were wishy washy on that. No, no, I'm, that's what I mean. I'm leaning towards the over. Like, I, I, my system says take the under, but I'm fading my system on the Chiefs and the over in that one. I'm just computers can't comprehend Mahomes. It's the same thing with yeah. Brady back in the day. It just it doesn't really computers don't understand greatness. And then Simon says, uh, take the Niners three and a half and let's wait on the 46 and a half. Let's see how it moves. All right, let's do scooch roulette. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Simon, you can go first. Last week, I believe I won on the Chiefs. Who'd you have, Chad? You had this, the 49ers or the Tennessee? I had the Titans. Going back to my well. I, I love them. Love the 49ers. It's my, again, I was thinking about towards the totals, but as we sit here Tuesday, give me the three and a half. We love that number. I'll make Chad be in the tough spot to pick the next one. It is a tough spot because it's the only number that I'm like truly convinced of right now. All right. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus seven. Wow. That's all I can do. I mean, it's the only one I feel remotely good about. Um, if it was seven and a half. I would take the Bengals, but it is what it is. And I don't like the totals right now. Mm-hmm. All right. We will be back on Thursday. We'll talk about sharp calls. We'll see how the market has moved. Some of these numbers we will update any of our picks. We'll see if we come to a consensus on the totals. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. For Matt Mitchell, producer extraordinaire, this has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Download us, rate us, review us, subscribe from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Until Thursday, love you. Love you.